we can fundamentally realize that productivity comes down to one simple definition. My name is Dimitri and I'm a productivity and systems enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and self-development enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets business. And what it means to build better systems. Now grab a mug and join us for the Productive Brew. If you want to know the three best ways to improve your productivity, you're in the right place. Right now in 2023, you have the golden opportunity to leverage all the different things that exist within the productivity ecosystem like apps, automation, and the last thing, which you're going to really, 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 hopefully like at the end of this video. Number one, do system improvement sessions. Now, I've talked about this before on my channel, but many people do not sit down and think, how can I be more productive in a tangible way? So for example, if you are sitting there thinking about how you can be more productive, sounds like a productive thing to do, right? But if you don't have any sort of tangible knowledge of the space of productivity, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So first of all, what I'd recommend you do in order to have quality system improvement sessions is to obviously watch content like this or read books like Deep Work and Atomic Habits by James Clear. So what those two books do is they put you in a frame of mind that I think are really good. And I would even tack on The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Even if you just get the cliff notes of these few books, what you'll understand is a few things. One, productivity is usually predicated on those people who have strong habits towards being productive. Number two, they're focused on people who are truly productive understand how to work deeply on specific tasks for long periods of time rather than task switching. And three, by leveraging your time effectively and efficiently regarding automation, delegation, and, and elimination, as we, learn in the, as we learn in the four hour work week, we can fundamentally realize that productivity comes down to one simple definition, amount of units produced per amount of time spent working. So in order to increase our productivity, we do have to think about it in multiple dimensions, which is outside of our own, which I'll get into later. But by reading these books, you'll learn about ways to optimize your day and optimize your habits. For example, in the morning, I immediately have a productive morning just by waking up, putting in my AirPods and having the lowest friction morning routine possible, which includes me pressing an automation that turns on the Daily Stoic, which kind of forces me out of bed, gets me going in the morning, turn on the pot of coffee, get going for the day. And then at night, I have a very similar low friction automation that turns on the sleep playlist, sets my alarms, and gets me off of my phone for the night. All these things start with habits, and then you can build on, okay, how is my week structured? We learned through deep work, what order of tasks should I do in a row? How can I stay focused for 90 minute blocks or longer? And how do I make sure that I don't burn myself out by working at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, and have sustained productivity throughout the year? I have a role where unless there's a client call that is on my slate, I do not work after dinner. Yeah, you heard that right. I'm not out here working from the morning until the night. I do not work after dinner, yet you see how much I produce. So by learning about these different concepts in those two books, we then can do these last two things that Tim Ferriss talks about in the 4-Hour Workweek. Roping in the three things we talked about at the beginning of this video, which were task automation, delegation, and deletion, we at least can focus on the fact that there are plenty of tasks that we do not need to do. As Tim Ferriss aptly puts, focus on being productive, not busy. So since there are a lot of different things going on, I could be busying myself with these minor tweaks of things at my own Notion workspace. Am I doing that? Not particularly. Have I recorded about 20 videos today? Yes. 
Would you quantify that as productive over me tweaking minor things here and there? I would, because at the end of the day, unless it serves a higher purpose, it's just busy work and we need to get rid of tasks that don't really matter. And then step two in this process is that we should automate as many tasks as possible. Tim Ferriss talks about this in the four hour work week extensively. And this is before the time of things like make.com and Zapier integrating into content calendars and productivity apps. If I were to tell you right now that I could take your productivity system if you were a content creator and every single description you'd ever write would be automated, the tags would be automated, the titles would be automated based off of the transcription of the video that you made and you'd say, Demetri, are you doing that? And I might be like, yeah. What would you say? Would you say, oh my God, how did you, how'd you make that happen? What if I told you I have automation set up so I literally can't have writer's block because of the existence of other content and the ideas that I get from them? That's crazy. Maybe it would explain how I post 60 videos a month while being a very small team. Automating these small things may seem meaningless, but there are different ways that we can have steps in our CRM built out, steps in our content calendar built out, where we do not need to do menial tasks. It is cheaper to automate than it is to outsource, and that is why I want to point that out first. But it is more important to understand the core fundamentals of productivity before we even get into automation, because you don't know what to automate if you don't get fundamental productivity principles from very easy reads like 4-Hour Workweek, Deep Work, and Atomic Habits. Lastly, delegation. So this is something that is not talked about enough, but if you are trying to build your own business or even if you are in a workplace where you're able to delegate work, you should probably be doing that because that increases your leverage on your time because you gave work to somebody else and it essentially increases the capacity of your output because what was on your plate is given to other people. I mean, like fundamentally, isn't it kind of funny that parents give chores to kids because it's increasing the leverage that they have on their time while training them to be respectful human beings and keep things clean? It's funny how that works. But what we don't think about doing is often doing it in the workplace that we have. A lot of people are solo entrepreneurs, and I think that is a wonderful thing to a certain extent. And while I have managed to do that with automation for a while, the single greatest improvements I've seen in the quality of my content, as you'll probably see with my amazing editors, and the improvement that I have views-wise, output-wise, and even the clients that I get is because I'm able to delegate work. I am the ideator, I am the producer who then delegates a lot of the work that can be improved upon outside of my own capacity. Not all of us can be amazing at everything. In fact, nobody can be amazing at everything. We can be good at a lot of things, but amazing work is what ends up allowing us to be truly productive because we are doing the most with our time possible. It's all about thinking about productivity as a leverage equation rather than working under the assumption that what we're doing on a daily basis is only onus on or morning routine, all that kind of stuff. Once you get those initial readings in, you'll understand that it's not just about you and your day-to-day. -day. It's about how are you utilizing your own thinking to delegate the work to an automation, to delegate the work to other people, and to even eliminate tasks that do not need to exist. Twiddling with that podcast logo for three weeks and procrastinating does not help you produce three weeks of podcast content. You could have just sat down in front of the computer wrote an outline, or even fished for ideas through software, and then talked based on your opinion and research. Think about productivity differently, and you'll crush 2023. If you guys liked this episode of The Productive Brew, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to get this delivered to you as a newsletter, please make sure to go to riseproductive.com newsletter, and you will get this delivered as an email. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one.